Well, this is nice, isn't it? Hello, welcome along. It is Series 5 of My Mate Bought a Toaster. It's late February 2022. Um, sorry, it's taken me a while to get a new series together. Just because life, really. Life's been busy. And uh, thank you very much for still subscribing and still listening. That's the first thing to say, really. Thanks, guys. I hope you're all doing very well. And um, here we go. We've got a brilliant episode today. The fabulous Tim Key. So good, we have a My Mate Bought a Toaster first. In fact, two my mate bought a toaster first today uh, the first one is that we are going to split this episode into two because it was such a great chat and it just went on for ages i thought it would be um nice to make it into two apps all right so uh today is wednesday the 23rd of february that's when this episode is dropping and hello to you if you're listening to this years in the future what's 2027 like let me know at ToasterPod. Does Twitter still exist? Anyway, um so episode one's going to come out on wednesday the 22nd and then i'm going to drop episode two on Friday. Um, and that's it. This is Tim Key. Oh, and the other thing that is new on this episode is the music at the beginning. I've changed our intro music. What do you think, guys? I'm I'm nervous about it, but I love it. Our usual guy, the very, very brilliant Ed Beaumont, has done me proud. I love this tune. It's amazing. Uh, so we have a brand new theme tune. We have a brand new guest. We have two episodes this week. We have series five of My Mate Bought a Toaster, which, of course, began with a good 20 minutes of technicals. Always happens, doesn't it? So you can hear me. Yeah. I can hear you. Yeah. That feels like everything we need. Great. I've got about five minutes now. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I need a laugh. There's a helping people. But Tom Pye's talking to these funny people. He's asking what they find in the town stories. Can somebody yell another name of the show, please? It's my mate, Water Toaster. Oh, it's my mate, Water Toaster. Yeah, yeah. It's my mate, Water Toaster. Oh, oh. Hello, welcome back. This is My Mate Bought a Toaster, and this week I'm joined by comedian, actor, writer, poet, uh, superb beard wearer, terrible user of technology, oh. Tim Key. So do you say welcome back at the start of each episode? As if Did I it- say welcome back just then? <laughs> what did I say? Yeah, you said it as if you'd just have taken a break, but actually well, you've, pr- you've probably taken about sort of uh, 10 days. Well, yeah. It when was, it, when was my- your last one? I'm I'm hoping a week ago, but my editing is awful. Sometimes I edit and it takes this one, for example. This might be a four or five hour. So there might be a ten day gap. I yeah. think it's a, I think it's something I've I think my cheesy commercial radio life is inveigling its way into my podcast. Like sometimes I've accidentally said, Hi, it's Tom Price here with you. Like <laughs> A, who gives a fuck? Uh, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's something you have to do on commercial radio all the time. Yeah. Do you ever accidentally say that was Eliza Doolittle? <laughs> Actually, it's Phil Collins, mate. Phil Collins is or or BGS. Um, I do that in conversation. No, the only reason I think the only reason I would, I would say Eliza Doolittle is because I think there was a serial killer on the loose once in um, Cumbria, mm. and um, I think they did like a news bulletin. I think I somehow found myself on BBC Radio Cumbria because I, I wanted to listen to the rolling news. Good. So he's sort of going, well, I mean, it's all a bit unclear, but it feels like he's sort of, you know, he's 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 killed someone and he's on the loose. Um, so we don't quite know. Um, and then it takes some calls and they'll be like, well, I don't know. But I mean, 
Um, pfft, it could be round here. I have no idea. And then he'd go, well, this is all terrible. I mean, someone's lost their life. This is Eliza Doolittle. <laughs> there's, nev- there's never a way. There's no, there's no change in tone. There's nothing you can do. Oh, God. It's makes me feel sick. I did a thing the other day. I was... Um, Oh, uh, well, I said the other day, a few months ago now, I do a thing at the beginning of my show saying, oh, today is the uh, 14th of August and today is the day that X, Y, and Z. And I'll be honest, Tim, it's the first link of the show and I cut and paste it from Wikipedia. And it's literally just a f- for getting me into the show, right? It's early doors. Yeah. No one's listening. It's fine, no. right? Yeah. I did it on September the... And, I, and I, use a very, I use a very nice bed underneath it. It's very chirpy. Welcome to the day. And I had that bed going, as I said. And today is September the 11th, 2021. Oh. And you can probably see where yeah, this is going. I can Today's see. That's a big the, anniversary as well. It's a big anniversary. It was, exa- it was 20 years. And that's why it was, it was on Wikipedia. And I was like, it's the um, uh, 248th day of the year. Today is the Christian feast day of... And it's the 20th anniversary of life. <laughs> of an atrocity. It's Eliza Doolittle. Yeah. <laughs> can bail you out. You can't stay angry with Eliza Doolittle. It's impossible with that surname because you sort of assume she's inherited an ability to talk to animals. Yeah. Um, all right, listen, we're going to start. Here's what we're going to do, Tim. You know the ruse. Uh, we're going to dive into your Amazon purchase history, right? Now, this is... Uh, I, I've had a little look through and I'm thrilled because it's exactly what I would want. From- oh, it's what you're after. It's exactly what I'm after. It's the good stuff, mate. <laughs> so well, I did that sort of thing of thinking... I think I've probably got some good stuff here for price, old price. Yeah. Um, now, should I just really carefully go through the whole lot and just check whether I've got some bad stuff for price as well? And uh, in the end, you just have to go, here's my password, you know, do your worst. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm going to, and it's going to be great. And to, to be honest, there's nothing to be ashamed of, apart from a few playing cards, but we'll get onto that. Yep, 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 yep. Cancelled for playing cards, Tim Key. All right, so first of all, we're going back to 2003, Tim. 15th of October, 2003. Are you joking? Oh, no, 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 no. this is how it works. Because the thing was, I looked at it because you said, give me a password or just screen grab. And I thought, I don't know my password. So I screen grabbed and it only went down to six months. And I thought, well, there you go. And then I found my password and then I found the bit where you could go to a year and then I saw that you could go to 2017. Mm. But hearing the phrase 2003 is actually, to be fair to myself, chilling. Oh, uh, yes. I guess I'm going to have my memory jogged by whatever sort of, I don't know, like, you know, pinafore I bought or whatever you found. Well, it's not that. It's not that. You've got, um, you've got, it's, it's quite, it is weird though, but I'm so, you know. It's weird. Teach Yourself Body Language by Gordon R. Wainwright. That is the first thing you bought. <laughs> yeah, well, I realised I wasn't doing any body language. <laughs> you were physically mute with people. Yeah, you weren't everyone else was doing so much body language. And I'm sat there stiff as a board. <laughs> I mean, is, 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 what is this, like semaphore? Can you now land planes? Is that what you've learned? Uh, no, I can't land planes, but... Um, I know, I know why I bought that book. This is oh, because um, um, I was doing a show, I guess, in two thousand and three. Was I? Must have been. Is it two thousand and three? Yeah. <laughs> it's two thousand and three. Yeah, yeah. Nearly twenty years ago. I bet. I bet it's sort of October. Is it? 
It, it's absolutely October 2003. How did you guess? It's my life. I think, oh, that's, to be fair, yeah, to be fair. It is, it is your account. If anyone's going to guess, it, it had to be me. No, I think what's happened here is that um, I've, done an, I've done an Edinburgh show with Alex Horn and... And and I, and I use the phrase I quite loosely there because mm. it's his Edinburgh show, a show called Making Fish Laugh. Yes. And I was his kind of assistant. This is a great podcast, by the way. This is straight into like a bit of my life. That's 20 years ago. Unbelievable. It's, it, this could almost work as a format. Yeah, you, you, you know it's a good format. I'm it's so, a good format. I'm, I am very, um, I'm, for, I, I, I'm format cocky. I've got, I'm not going to lie to you. I am. Um, you, you, know I mean? you know you've hit upon something here. I have landed on some feet. You've got yourself a format. <laughs> so, yeah, you really have, actually. So he did a show called Making Fish Laugh, which was, you know, an honour to be in. He was, like, doing his first Edinburgh show, and I was his assistant, sort of sat behind him on a little desk with an uh, overhead projector and um, putting funny. acetates up. Oh, yeah, was I remember I, I was very funny. You put acetates up very funnily. Oh, yeah, I, well, I did. This. I mean, it was an absolute busman's holiday for me. <laughs> so the acetates are flying up, and... Um, Horn is sort of wearing his little suit and he's in his element. <laughs> and uh, we're in Edinburgh and, um, well, I don't know, like uh, it, went, it went pretty well and um, he got uh, nominated for the uh, Perrier Award, as it was then. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think actually the idea was that we'd win it. <laughs> yeah, good plan, good <laughs> I think that was plan. The, I think that was the plan. It was the best newcomer. Mm-hmm. And then I think the idea was we sort of went to the... Um, the ceremony, and I think I do seem to remember his agent saying to him, "You've won," <laughs> but but it has to be the actual um, the organisers who tell you you've won, really, in the end. Right. So right. and did so they? It, no, they told us we didn't win. They were quite uh, did you tell that. Did you tell them that Horn's agent had told him he had? Because then they might have been like, "Oh, hang on, maybe there's been some cross wires." Yeah, of course. We um, you know, we 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 pushed it a little bit, but after a while, he realised that sort of Wayne Shepherd's holding the gong, and he's oh, kind Wayne of Shepherd. He was yeah. Gary Lestrange was very funny. To be fair, it's very funny. It's very funny. Mm. But what I remember was, um, the next day, um, he uh, Alex just sort of um, moving into um, you know overdrive and sort of he's very good at, i mean he's he's a, he's a man of action really and yes. he start he, he was starting to write his next edinburgh show immediately and his right. next show was about body language and uh so i think we were previewing for the the next year that september wow <laughs> are you kidding you were already horn's a madman that's you know, insane well you can't really you know you can't really fault horn i mean this guy is i don't know if you've been keeping up with him but he now um he How's now he has doing? a show called he's got ways well, he's, yeah. he's doing he's I mean, doing fine i assume he's now just working somewhere in the normal life somewhere uh, you no, know no, no. this corners. guy is um this guy's this guy's doing taskmaster and he's, he's very successful like, yeah it's absolutely killing me and he's been on this podcast he's been on this podcast and it hurts i know he has it, it hurts um it, it hurts, hurts me that he was on before me <laughs> well, listen, better late than never. And also, we've worked out what the format is more now. Yeah, we were still, yeah, exactly. It was early doors exactly. then. It was, it was almost like he was in the pilot. This is the commission series now. It's um, a bit like when, um, you know, someone tastes the food for the king. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, his his corpse is rotting somewhere, and now it's your turn to die, yeah. if, that, oh, if, that metaphor, if that metaphor can be stretched. To, um, well, you've stretched no, it. I've tried. Um, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he came on and, um, well, I mean, also, I've got, I mean, 
yeah, it's going to hurt you a lot more than me. But I was in a, a, a Daily Telegraph open mic semi-final and I beat Horn's sorry ass at stand-up. And this is back in 2001. Yes, so I was like, I've, beat, I've beaten Alex Horn for life now. I've won. Me, oh. Tom Press v. Alex Horn, I've won that. So it hurts me too if that helps. You know. Oh, that's fantastic! Mm, mm. Yeah, it's it's nasty when they creep back round. I thought I'd put um, John Bishop's career to, to, yes! to bed. Yes. <laughs> well, because I he was nominated for the Perrier the same year as I was, and I won. But I mean, he was he was pretty quick at coming past me because he headlined the um, he headlined the show that night with the Perrier nominees. Wow, he was the closer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very much a case of um, it felt like the the, uh, the committee was saying yes, there's been a glitch. This guy's what this guy's won it weirdly, but on he goes first. Do your best, mate, and then we'll sort of um, we'll wow. crank it up after that and finish with Bishop, who clearly oh. is is a TV star in the making. <laughs> yeah. All right. So body language. There you are. So you're already preparing for Edinburgh 2004 with Alex Horn, um, and that's yeah, it. That's the only thing you bought. I thought I'd do my homework. I'll um I'll learn some. I'll learn what body language means. You know. Do you I mean, remember the book? Did you ever read it? Leafed through it, I imagine. I mean, I think, um, I think if you now, what sort of body language was there? Um, oh, that's very. I can't remember. He I just, actually, no, but he just, listener, just so you know, he just put his finger to his lips there yeah. when he was thinking, because that was like, mm, mm. I'm really trying to think for you here. Tom. Well, I'm just trying to do some body language oh, and just lovely. Sort of so he's got his hands coming in from the side now. <laughs> like a sort of, this is like an in-house body language DVD commentary yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. yeah except nice. for the. Except for the guy running the lecture is is doing body language to try and remember what it might mean. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, oh, oh, yeah, lovely big beach hands ball shrug, on hands on hips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you open yourself up, that's kind of a, a kind of a powerful thing. Yeah. And I think you know it's quite defensive if you're sort of crossing your arms or crossing your legs and all of that mm. sort of stuff. Yeah. And then there's something to do with twirling your hair. I don't know. I don't know. Playing playing with your heads, but but for me and for you, I guess as well. There's the beard. The beard twiddle is a new one. That's a terrible yeah. bit of body language. Yeah, Just, the beard twiddle. You know, yeah. um, you know, John Finnamore yanks his beard out while he's talking to you, like he's trying to keep himself awake. Have you ever seen him do that? No. He will chat to you and. Just put it out because he's so fucking bored by what you're talking really? about. Really? Mm, mm. Well, I know Simon Bird gives his um, forelock a bit of a twist. <laughs> <laughs> They're out there. This is great. The, these people are out there. <laughs> the, go- the body language gossip. This is a podcast in its own right. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, I observed that stuff myself, the Simon Bird stuff. It wasn't in my 2003 um, book. Oh, no, but I love that. I really want to do that. I want to I want to do a podcast where we just, we just gossip about, about other comedians and actors bits of body language mark watson shabby gate very shabby gate he'll he'll you know he'll watson, yeah watson's got a lot of um he's 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 got a lot of scratching yeah there's yeah. a lot of scratching on his on his um on yes. his sideburn yes yeah oh, you know but he's God. you know self self proclaimed you know he's one of life's you know fidgeters mm, mm, you know the, mm. um I don't think Horn has any body language. Okay. Well, if we think of any others as the podcast goes and that you're in the middle of talking about something else, just jump in with it. No matter what we're doing, yeah. do you know what I mean? Just shout out any body language that yeah. appears in your head. And we'll, yeah, we'll... I'll, yeah, I'll keep an eye on it. Uh, that was what we used to do in the show was, um, you know, coming back to that book and, the, you know, and, and sort of uh, Amazon. Yeah. Um, we, um, we'd have a camera on the, on the audience. And so oh, nice. in that first show, I had the acetates. In the second one, I had a big screen and oh. a hotel bell. So Horn would just be doing his stand-up about oh. body language. And then I'd ring the bell and uh, Horn would go, what, what's happened? Have you spotted something? And I'd go, yeah. Yeah, there's a defensive guy. <laughs> That's so good. And then the That's defensive so guy would be, on, would be on our massive screen. Oh. 
Oh, I, I don't know what you found in Horn's Amazon shopping trolley, but one of <laughs> I lived with Horn at this period, at this point, and mm. one of his I think one of his crowning glories he bought a lot of stuff online, mm. and I think There's his loads. crowning glory was he wanted to buy a two way a two way mirror or one way I don't know which mirror <laughs> it is. It's one where one way you look through it and it's a window. And the yeah, other yeah, way you yeah. look through it, and it's a mirror, like when um, people yeah. are ident- identifying people in a lineup, or when uh, when you're a landlord and a sex pest, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, one or the other. Uh-huh. Oh no, it is. It's both, isn't it? You can be. It's both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, did well, you get that? Did you get a one-way mirror? Well, you know, it's one of those things. I did something similar where I I wanted a cake a cake fork. You know those little cake forks. Yeah. That you, you eat cake with. I mean, obviously. Yes. And yes. I bought I bought a cake fork, and I was incredibly surprised when it arrived. And it was, I mean, about as big as a sort of garden fork, but in the shape of a cake fork. And Horn really pulled that trick with the with the the two way or one way mirror, where it arrived and it was about um, eight hundred small mirrors. <laughs> I mean, they were like a postage stamp, and I think they were all like. But but it was it was it was impossible. I mean, he just had that now <laughs> tons of mirrors. <laughs> That's so fucking stupid. That's so fucking stupid. Um, it's uh, yeah. The, one of the best the highlights for me from the Alex Horn episode, and we really would we'll get back to the Tim Key episode soon. Uh, yeah. Was uh, the hot tub salts because I revealed to the nation <laughs> that he has a hot tub, and that was a delight because he did not. Man of the people, Alex Horn did not want that known. I don't think he likes to present himself as a hot tub guy. No. No. He likes to present himself, if, if anything, as someone who doesn't own a bath, a shower, yes. or taps. Yeah, exactly. He exactly. just sort of exists as a sort of grey entity. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. no, he uh, he does have a hot tub, and um, I mean, amazing statistic. I've not been in it. What? He goes there to. Um, he goes there to. I. Th- I mean, he might have told you this. He goes there to think of ideas for the yes. master. It's a. Pretty, yes. It's a pretty basic existence. It's an incredible commute, <laughs> as well. <laughs> I'm off to work. I'm off to the coalface. I'm going to sit in some bubbles and think of stupid ideas. I know. I mean, Roald Dahl had a bit of sort of dignity, didn't he? He had his sort of um, Mm. shed at the bottom of the garden and he'd go there to write. Yeah. I mean, Horn just sort of loafs out of the house in his sort of black (laughs) trunks and sits there. He probably doesn't need a pen because you you can't really, you don't write down the ideas he has. They're just ideas. I reckon he he shouts them through. He's probably got a scribe in the kitchen. I've got another one. Marshmallows or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel. I don't think he calls her, I don't think he calls her his scribe in the kitchen. (laughs) I don't think that was in the vows. (laughs) I'm going to be a scribe in the kitchen and we'll move on. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. All right, we're going to move on ahead now, Tim Key, 2005. And yep. uh, we've got just one purchase again, 13th of September. Uh, we've got Jeeves and Worcester, the complete series with, of course, Fry and Laurie. And there's no kind of why did you buy this with this is that I don't feel like I've particularly caught you in a snare no here. i wasn't sort of you know i wasn't trying to you know buy it to burn it or anything like that it's it's as simple as <laughs> as, as you outline i yeah. bought that to watch it because i like it 
This is where the format falls down. <laughs> no, I don't fair. think so. I think it's, there's room for everything. I think this is where the format falls up. If you know, if you're gonna, if you're trying to sell this show, I mean, I this was to do that. this is a this is what you're trying to do. You're you're meeting these guests, these um, you know preeminent um, folk. And what you're doing is is you're you're pulling the um, pulling the rug on them a couple of times, yeah. you're uh, you know you you're making them you know dance about, you're you you're holding a mirror up to them, but also you're saying you know here's a bit more sort of wholesome stuff. You like yeah. this, yeah. and there's no shame in that, Tom. Um, there's no shame in it at all. And it's also, a balance. What, what I can do as well, which I love doing, is I can crowbar in. I knew this would become a meta episode. Yeah. I can crowbar <laughs> in. This is the yeah. key factor. I can crowbar in a, a kind of, well, you know, Jeeves and Worcester, Fry and Laurie, of course, uh, famous for being footlights. And, of course, you oh. were part of that world. And suddenly, here's a bit of biography. It's very clever. For that, I think I'm going to turn my light on. Here we go. Love this. That has made, that has made, and I cannot emphasise this enough, absolutely think- no difference at all. <laughs> No so difference what is, at all. So what is it then? I don't know what it is. Like you've, you're very, you've got a very crisp. You're probably yeah. using an external camera. No, no, I've got, a, I've got a skylight. That's what's yeah. doing this. Got so it is the brightness. Oh, okay. well, yeah. Um, so do, do you want to ask about that? Yeah, I mean, so, so you know, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of a more eloquent way of doing it. Uh, no, fuck it. Yeah, so um, Fry and Laurie went to Cambridge. So uh, they were in Phil So were you. There you are. You can do two sentences, please. They can be um, long. Okay. So yes, I. Well, I first got into comedy by um, doing the Cambridge Footlights. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's um, a, I suppose, um, the interesting thing about my path into it was that I didn't study at Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Um, you I were the happened, bit of rough in the Footlights, were you? I was the rough, mm-hmm. yep. And I, I'd sort of found myself living in Cambridge, just outside Cambridge, because... Um, that's where I'm from, and uh, I just sort of marched in and pretended I was at Cambridge, and uh, did an audition, and got into the got into their little sketch troupe. So, and so on a sort of technical level, I don't want to get into the the uh, the small print of the Footlights, but that's fine, right? They don't need you to be a member of the university to join the Footlights, or did you, you just know, lie? What's interesting is I think that on a on a technical level, um, yes, you do actually need to be going to Cambridge, and so I did have oh. to, yes, I did have to present a. Um, a slightly um, fictitious version of, of, of events. I said I was studying um, a PhD in the works of Nikolai Gogol. <laughs> did you really I did, do this? I, I did an audition and <clears throat> you had to write down your email. And so obviously the people before had all written their emails. Yeah. And I'm looking at these emails and they are, they're pretty, you know, they, they follow a certain format. Mm. But they all have the phrase cantab. Right, right, and that Cantab isn't like a pre-runner to Tiscally or anything. No, like this is this is something. Yeah, this else. is very on-brand sort of yeah. you know Cambridge University stuff. I think .ac .uk. I remember. <laughs> oh, it's just shit. there were so many of them, and shit. then suddenly I'm sort of um, you know writing down <laughs> you know Tim Tim Key twenty four happy PT internet. It didn't look right, and then. They said, um, I think they questioned me on it as well. And I said, yeah, I haven't had my email. My email hasn't come through yet. Nice. Which, you know, is a phrase that sounds like it's plausible, but actually doesn't really mean anything. No. And then, um, yeah, got the got the gig and sort of laid low. I was sort of living living a double life where I was like, um, I was, I was a, um, what is that thing called? A temp. I was a temp. Yeah. So I was, I was working in the day. 
and then I'd get on my bicycle, yellow, and I'd oh. cycle down the hill to the sort of university bit of Cambridge this and is... pile into the um, you know rehearsal room because obviously they would rehearse in the evenings after they'd done all their lectures and things like that. Yeah. And so I was sort of doing my sort of um, normal kind of townsfolk. Um, you side were of town things. and gown. I was town How? and gown. Oh I was town and gown. <laughs> yeah. Can you can you please write yes. a film? Can you write a film called Town and Gown about this part of your life? Because I find that double life fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I can't really explain how little I'd like to watch a film called Town and Gown. <laughs> how about you? Would you be? Would you, would you be? <laughs> if I had royalties on it, mate, yeah, I'd fucking watch it. If I had, if I had well, why don't you, action. Why don't you call your um, your TV version of My Mate Bought a Toaster Town and Gown? Fine, okay, get out of the line. Well, okay, yeah, so so that was it. So I'd like I'd, I'd maraud into this this. Um, this second part of my life, the gown part, yeah. and um, you know, be sort of writing sketches and stuff like that. The um, the directors were then. I think they were they were on to me. They said, "Can we meet?" This is, when they cast me, they said, because we did like aud- auditions, which were sort of partly kind of writing sessions as well to see who could who would be best at making this show. Yeah. And then they said, "Okay, we're going to put your um, thanks for everything over the last two weeks. We're going to put." A letter in your pigeonhole to let you know whether you're in. And a where's your pigeonhole? Where's the fuck? Were you like, what's a pigeonhole? Well, I was doing a lot of body language when they said that. I must. Say. Oh, I bet you were. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, I is it possible? I'm not going back. I mean, literally, again, stuff that doesn't make any sense. I'm not going back to yeah. my college this evening. I don't know why. Uh, could you put it in the theatre pigeonhole? So. Yeah. So my letter was in the theatre pigeon. And I remember that evening going out with my friends, my town part of my life. Okay. And then going to to get the bus, you know, lashed with my town people yeah. and saying, I just need to go in here and get my thing, yeah. get the letter. And it says, yeah, you're in. <gasps> and I didn't know quite, you know, what I, it's a sort of gradual dawning where you're sort of gradually realising as it goes along what a kind of good opportunity it was yeah of course and with hindsight it looks like i mean that's where i met alex that's where i met mark watson Mm. um and i've worked with you know people in that show since and stuff Mm. and um and it was a lie it was built on a lie to be clear built on a lie yeah but so so the next day after i'd been cast in it the director phoned me up and said there was two directors they phoned me up and said look we know (gasps) oh So, this, so this, point, this happens. This happens about an hour into the film. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, yeah this is a, an hour into the film. No, this maybe, is maybe earlier. Yeah, earlier. I reckon. Yeah, fifty-five. Okay, yeah. All right, 55. And, <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm just I'm in my town section of my life again. Yeah. With I'm watching the football at my friend Boss's house, and uh, so I go into his garden and I'm like talking to um, Brino, and he says, "We know," and um, well, we're meeting that evening to. The first meeting with just the cast, you know, we've got rid of the people who uh, didn't make it. Mm. And uh, he says, look, let's meet in the Maypole at um, five o'clock before we all meet everyone else. So we met and we had a pint and he said, look, uh, we know. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. I don't even think I asked how they knew. They knew. Right, right. Someone had followed you. Except followed me, or I'd done some bad body language at one point, or something. <laughs> and then he says, I could "Smell uh, it on you." Yeah, yeah, you can smell my body language. <laughs> and then, and then I, he says, um, "But we want you in it." Oh. So we we think, just keep it on the down low. No one needs to know. And then, in the next ten minutes of the film, it's 
us making the show, the the, the six yeah. of us, eight of us. Right, great. And right. then it, on about an hour and ten, mm. it's um, a kind of a dinner party where we finish the script and the, all of the scripts, the hard copies of the script yes. are all on the table and we're like, we've done it, we've written the show. And then yeah. uh, Brino says, yeah, Tim, Tim has something he needs to say. Oh, and I'm oh like, you, had to, you had to fess up. I had to fess up. I mean, I'd, I'd done stuff where we, we had a rehearsal at one point where um, it was in my co- my college. <laughs> a bit of body language. <laughs> inverted commas. The old inverted commas there. Yeah, it was but... in my it was in my fictional college that I'd um, nominated as where I would say I studied. What, what did you do? Which college did you choose? I went for Sydney Sussex. Yeah, and, classic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'd go for yeah. as well. <laughs> and my, um, my one of the people in the show, Sophie. She said, "I don't. Uh, can can I meet you at the Porter's Lodge? They have these things called Porter's Lodges in the gown side mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I meet you at the Porter's Lodge? Because I don't know where I'm going." And so I then had to say, "Yeah." So then <sighs> I, I find the I find the Porter's Lodge. <laughs> there was a, when they were just walking. We're walking through these courtyards. Very nice, actually. Very, very nice college. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and at one point, I, we get to a wall. And it's like it's it is like in a computer game where you've gone the wrong way and you're sort of walking <laughs> walking against the wall, hoping that <laughs> hoping an entrance sort of um, announces itself. <laughs> and then I go, oh, she goes, oh, where, where are we here? And I'm like oh doing God. so much body language. I'm scratching my head. I'm like touching my corner of my mouth. I mm. mean, it's, it's all happening. I, head in hands. Really. <laughs> this is like Rodney Trotter walking up the wrong drive, isn't it? I mean, this is fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, one of the best. I, I think that's probably the, the greatest moment in, in British sitcom. Same episode as the Falling Through the Bar. Do you know that? Is that in the same app? Yuppie love. And he's, oh. yeah, that moment where he says, Hello. <laughs> Drive, drive, drive. hello. <laughs> so good, yeah. so good. So yeah, so at, at this dinner party, I'd say, yeah, I'm, um, yeah, I'd be lying. So mm. I'm, uh, yeah, I work, um, I work near the station. And, um, but you know, by then I was in. And they were all, obviously they were all absolutely fine with it. Can I just it say, the, can I yeah. say, I, I wouldn't have been. Well, I reckon I'd, it would have been. I, I'd have been, no, I'm loving it, I'm loving it. <laughs> Uh, such a stickler i'm such a stickler like that well uh they were having it that's so good they were having it i think the people who who wouldn't have been having it would have been the people who didn't get in like the 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 first person who uh auditioned the the, where the cutoff point was oh god there's a whole life they've not lived they were going to work with alex horn and mark watson and and they're now working in a call center by the station. Oh, that's the film I want to see. That's the film I want to What's see. What's that one called? Town again. Uh, Town again. The sliding doors version. Oh, oh yeah. God. yeah, yeah. There's, there's a movie. So listen, the Cambridge theme continues, uh, Tim Key, as we go through now to April 2007, uh, where you have bought, and I I didn't know, you know, the University of Cambridge have put their brand on a lot of things, certainly a lot of people, like the Footlights, and you by by extension have now got... um, The University oh, yeah. of Cambridge brand. I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely in, inveigled myself. I'm riddled with Cambridge University. Right, right. But there's a lot of University of Cambridge merch. I did not know, and I know you're going to piss yourself when I tell you this, that you could buy a University of Cambridge metal detector. Wow. <laughs> That's fantastic. I bought a metal detector? 
it's a 23-inch detector. extends to 38 inches. Uh, you bought it um, 25th of April 2007. But it's a, it's, a, it's a metal detector. But it's crucially, this is what's so weird, is it's branded with the University of Cambridge. So what are you... What are you hunting for? Your your family's fortune? I don't know. It's- well, look, I'll tell you what. I mean, you've probably got a lot of these, um, you know, purchases up your sleeve. I reckon mm. we can move on. I don't remember doing that. No. Okay. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. It was a gift order. It was a gift order for John Key. Damn it. I would have guessed that. Ah, it's his birthday. It's right. Who is, is John? John's my brother. You're so the 24th right. of, of April is his birthday. When a did classic. I buy this? 25th. Oh, absolutely classic. That is <laughs> that is classic birthday behaviour. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. I mean, to be fair, uh, it's, a, it's a great present as well. Why would he not want that? Hopefully he can be seen going around Clapham Common with his University of Cambridge metal detector. He'll look oh, like you, an absolute have got, have, dude. Have you got um, his address there then? Uh, yeah, I can see that. Um, <laughs> I, won't, I won't read out the full address. No. Although, to be honest, it's 15 years ago. He's, maybe he's moved. Um, he has moved, yeah. yeah that would be Muncaster Road, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to live in Muncaster Road with him. Forty-seven. He, yeah, um, he got married, and um, and in a in a in a bizarre turn of events, um, I moved in. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. So there's right. there's there's another sitcom, and uh, this was me. Yeah, living with just him and his, to be fair, new bride. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. So you get uh, for your for your wedding, you get like bedding and towels and microwaves and things, and and my brother Tim. Yeah. In he wow. comes. I mean, really, in, in, insanity. Now I look one bed, on one bed flat, or to be fair to them, um, mm. you know, they had bought. Well, I mean, you know, Moncaster Road. It was a nice house. Mm, that's a nice area. Yeah, SW eleven, lovely. Yeah. Um, listen, there's something else earlier on in that month which is fantastic. It makes me <laughs> just delighted. Really, uh, it's a DVD from 2002. You've bought it on the 12th of April 2007, and uh, it is Lucy Benjamin's Dancer Size. That's Dancer Size with Lucy Benjamin off of EastEnders. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. this is why you do this podcast. There it is. Now, we're at the, we're at the beating heart of why we, we do this are. podcast right now. Yeah. Why yeah, am yeah. I buying Lucy? But <laughs> can I just read you some reviews? Someone said. Oh, read the okay. reviews. Yeah. I mean, sorry, yeah. We've, while you work it out, uh, we've got three stars. Okay. Uh, S. Vincent. Okay. Only used it once. Um, it was a good challenging program, says Sarah. I didn't rate the DVD with five stars as the instructions weren't entirely clear. Well, I mean, the instructions are pretty clear. You're just dancing with Lucy. You're dancing with it's dance exercise with Lucy Benjamin. It was rather <laughs> repetitive, but I did feel well exercised after using it a few times. I use it every other day. Another one, another one. The, the title of the review is No Problem, five stars. Uh, and the content of the review is No Problem. So that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> well, look, what I would say about that is um, I don't like the phrase... I use it every other day, and that's not because of use, but every other day is, I think, I try and do some things every other day. Yeah. Shower? Uh, well, you know, run or something like that. Yeah, But th- it, my if I've got one gripe with days, it's that there's seven. Yeah. And eight would be so much better for the your every other day lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it otherwise is. you reset it. You, you, if, if this person, I can't remember if it was a girl or a boy, but mm. if they're using this, um, if they're dancing with Lucy Benjamin every other day, yeah. then they're, they're, I'll tell you what they're doing, which is difficult yeah. to, to keep a hold of. They're yeah. going Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday. Saturday, oh, Monday. Yes. Yes. And it's yes. an absolute handful. Yeah, it really is. But Every other day doesn't work for me. I think what you need to say is I use it Mondays, Thursdays and Sundays. 
Mm, mm. No, 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 no. Sorry, no, that's, that's Mon- not every Mon- day. Mon- no, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. That's You're when, right. That's when I use it. Because I, I, I'm going to suggest that nobody, because of the power of the seven day week system, yeah. nobody does anything every other day. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Nobody does. And, you, and, you, and, and, and do you know what? Possible. Everyone thinks they do. Yeah, I go running every other day. No, you don't. Yeah. You go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and that's what I do. I do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I mean, I've never actually spoken about this. I don't think. And no. Um, I'm actually, it's actually a relief to, to, to get it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No this one is, does anything every other day. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Every other day. <laughs> you, you do it. But the problem is, is the inconvenience of then having to go into the detail of the, well, I do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but then I often don't do it on the weekend, or I might do it on a Saturday, or I might do it on a... No one goes into that because we haven't got the words. That's what the weekend is there for, is for the other, every other day stuff. I go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. A couple of days off. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm sure there's things I do on that in, on on that basis. So, would you allow every other day during the week, during the working week, to be very specific? Yeah, I'd allow that. Bite you your hand off. That. Bite your hand off. Yeah. So, Lucy Benjamin, the best I can, the best effort I can do here. Yeah. Is, I think I'm probably buying that in. Did you tell me when? But I, I think I'm, I reckon I'm probably buying that in around about April, May. Yep. Spot on. Right. So, so what it is? It's 2007. Yep. Also it's my first on. solo Edinburgh show, a poetry oh. show. And I think what I decided I would do is find something which... Has it got the running time on Lucy Benjamin's... Uh, Can't find it off the top of my head, no. No, no it's, it's so not on here. I think what I decided I'd do is, so I had some structure in my show, I'd mm. play something that lasted an hour, yeah. and then occasionally I'd get my technician to lift the volume of that thing just so I knew where I was. And in the end, I didn't use Lucy Benjamin's d- dancer size. I used an episode of Poirot. And so. I That's had- also here. That's also here. <laughs> on the, bought on the same day. You, you, you bought three things, actually. You bought Bradley Walsh's Soccer Shockers. Totally. You, you bought Poirot, Agatha Christie's Poirot on DVD, and you bought Lucy Benjamin. So you were shopping to find a timing system for an Edinburgh show. This is such a good podcast. I mean, honestly, you should be so proud of yourself, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, sure, the podcast is good, but it requires someone to buy batshit things for weird reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, look, if I'm in a court of law and I'm accused of buying Lucy Benjamin's dancer size, I mean, can you imagine the the the, the body language of the jurors when I explain <laughs> that? So, so take me back to the Edinburgh show. So you're getting your engineer to just raise the volume at any, at any given moment, and you and you'll know where you are in the show based on yeah, That's fine. yeah. And so and so, uh, then near the end, it'd be like on about 50, 50 minutes. I'd say Fletch, let's see where we are, and he'd lift it, and you, and you'd hear Poirot saying the answer is simple. <laughs> and they're all Catholic. Okay, thank you, Fletch. Yeah, and I think I probably did end with the you know the Poirot music. Oh my God, that's amazing! I love that. So Lucy Benjamin was the rejected timing yeah. system for your Edinburgh. Well, show. I think because oh. I think when you when you actually think about it, everyone knows that a Poirot episode is you know runs to, runs to time, and you know the you know the sort of um mm. you know the format of a Poirot episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, yeah. Know, you know, you you feel it, you feel it revving up. You in know the, what's in the, coming in. You know what's coming in. I absolutely love that moment. How how long moment. the how long they run for? I don't know. I mean, I I sort of think, I I, I can imagine a Poirot running for two hours, and also of course, yeah, with ads though, mate. So you're talking an hour and a half. It's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. So, so really, it's I mean, it's it's not the perfect 
It's not the perfect fit. Uh, well, actually, it probably is because it's probably your midpoint death. There's always a death halfway through. Oh, okay, yeah, fine. So, oh, second death. They have a second death. Uh, well, actually, they don't always do that, but there often is. Yeah, you know, yeah. all, all, you know this thing, all fiction's got to have a death halfway through. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, oh. go, go, go into pretty much any book and you'll find a death halfway through. He's looking, he's looking around. He hasn't got any books. No fucking books. I mean, actually, to be fair, Tim, I've got your new book here. Here we go around the mulberry bush, an anthology <gasps> of poems and conversations from outside, which is not only brilliant, but also a beautiful thing. Oh, thank and, you. Very and kind of you. halfway through... Is there a death? It's you, li- you live at the BBC. Right, there you go. <laughs> Me live at the BBC. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's the nature of the book. I, mean, I don't want to sort of, you know, bore your listeners with um, talking about my own work. But, you know, you've Come got on. to put the plug somewhere. Actually, you know, we could put the plug at the end or the or at the start. You could say something gushing at the start. Oh, do you do oh. a bit at the start where you go, "Oh my god, I'm excited to have this guy." Opening actually, gush. Jo- actually, jot this down. Jot this down. Yeah, go uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything in particular? Anything? Yeah. I think I'll, I'll have um, I'll have said how excited I am to have you on. It's that was yeah. one of those, and then I, and at the end, so that's the sort of that's the that's the building you up, and at the end when you've yeah. gone, I'll be like, oh, isn't he fucking great? I'll be yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah. good, yeah. that's good. Will you? I, I'll be honest, I've been on podcasts where I've I've listened back not to hear myself, but to hear what they've said about me at yeah. either end. Yeah. Griefcast. Oh, have Grief- you? Have you? Have you really? Yeah, Carriad was a bit nasty about me. All right, so um, <laughs> she? she wasn't. No, of course she wasn't. <laughs> she can't right. be. You've it's suffered. You've suffered grief. Yes, exactly. Death. Has I happened. honestly cannot wait to suffer grief so I can go on that bloody podcast. Oh, well, it'll happen halfway through your life. Okay, fantastic. Like like we said earlier on, you can't go wrong with a bit of Doolittle. She's an absolute genius. Uh, There we are then. That is part one of two. We will have a whole nother chunk of Tim Key dropping this Friday, the 25th of February. That is when uh, we're going to put part two out. If you can't wait that long, if you are desperate, if uh, you've got some sort of bit and it's in your teeth and you're chomping away at it, then why not head over to, you know what I'm going to say now, brace yourselves, guys, Patreon, Patreon. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, uh, patreon.com slash toasterpod, and uh, you can get your ears around part two right now, all ad-free. Uh, there's other eps up on Patreon already as well. In fact, we have got uh, Nigel Planer up there, Ahir Shah is up there, Maisie Adams going up there very soon as well. So loads of stuff. It's only four quid. All in, four quid a month. Boom. Bish bash bosh. That is your Toaster Patreon package. You're welcome. Uh, all right, guys. Lots of love. See you Friday. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 